Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Hey, Sustainable Leader, welcome to the introduction of the next theme that we'll have on the Genius Leadership Podcast. And that theme is Across the Borders. Let me start with a tale. It is a real story from back uh, 1940s. And it's happening in the US, in the Air Force. They have had quite a problem for quite some years with a lot of, of their airplanes crashing. At the worst, they had 17 pilots crashing in a single day. There was a lot of investigation going on, what was wrong. They didn't find any technical issues with their aircrafts. Neither did they think that the pilots were bad enough to handle their aircraft. Yet, quite a lot of conclusions of those investigations have been written down as pilot error, for the lack of a better explanation. Until At some point, they decided to look at the cockpit itself. The cockpits of those airplanes that they were flying in the 40s have been designed in 1926, when they took measurements of around a couple of hundred of pilots at that moment and made an average of an average pilot, let's say that way, and designed the cockpit around that. So they thought in the last 15 years, our people have grown, they have become taller, bigger, and Of course, they don't fit in the current cockpits, and that's why they're crashing. It's not designed for them. So they decided to find that average pilot of the 1940s. That was quite a big study with over 4,000 pilots being measured on 140 different parameters, from the classical ones like height and, and weight to the older ones like length of the thumb, and the distance from a pilot's eye to his ear. And when the averages have been calculated, and they picked up 10 supposedly most important parameters of a human body to design the cockpit, they had an assumption that within a certain deviation from that average, most of the pilots will fit. And imagine their surprise when they have compared the average to every single one of those 4,000 plus pilots. Zero pilots have been fitting in the range they have defined. Zero. This is a perfect story to illustrate that there is not no one-size-fits-all. The results of that study and this story are actually what we're using on a daily basis, whether we are flying, driving a car, or biking and doing so many other things. Because then they have decided that we have to fit the cockpit to the pilot, whichever pilot comes into the cockpit and is to fly our aircraft. And first, engineers said it's impossible and it will cost a lot and it will take a lot of time. But when the Air Forces actually stayed solid with their decision on adjusting that way, the solutions came. 
they adjusted the seat so that it would be possible to really set it to the body of the pilot who is sitting there at the moment. The pedals were adjustable as well, and they changed a lot of other things that now are the norm, and not only in the aircrafts, but also in the car. When you sit down in a car that your partner has been driving before you, you adjust your mirrors, you adjust your seat. And those are the things that came from that study of trying to find that average pilot. I want you to keep this story in mind for the coming five episodes. And yes, it will be five guests in this theme because it's important. We're talking about leading across the boundaries of different dimensions. It can be geographical, cultural, national, generational, and personality borders. And I want you to keep in mind, we're not selling you one-size-fits-all solution. We're giving you questions, we're giving you examples, we're giving you experiences of my guests to open up your mind, to look for those creative solutions, to find that adjustable seat, to find the way to create those pedals that can be fitted to the person who will be sitting and piloting the aircraft. So I will put the link to the story that I have talked about right now, along with all the other resources that I will be mentioning in today's episode in the show notes. So feel free to go and check out those resources. And I'm doing it because of the feedback of one of you. Stephen, thank you so much for listening to the show and to provide for, for providing the feedback to me what you would like to have. You were curious about some of the things I have mentioned in these solo episodes previously. And I'm happy to provide the resources that we are sharing. My team is helping me preparing to prepare, find those resources that fit our themes. And there is nothing to hide there. So here you go in the show notes. Please follow and uh, check out the resources that uh, we're going to be talking about today. So again, I will give you quite some statistics right now to paint the general picture of why this topic came to my mind and why I decided to invite the guests that you will be hearing uh, from in the next five weeks. Let's start with the performance. We're talking more and more about sustainable business performance on this show. And I want to give a statistics that on average, 79% of performance is lost because of clashing values and personalities combined with poor leadership. 79%. Four-fifths of the efforts and of the potential is lost because we're not being able to read each other, to understand with each other, to communicate with each other in a clear way, and to lead our people in a way that is suitable to them. Again, this is the about the importance of not trying to find a one-size-fits-all solution, but instead learning to read your people and learning to create a culture where everyone is welcomed, including yourself. If you're not welcoming yourself, you're sending conflicted messages to your employees. So all the inclusion work, all the diversity work has to start with yourself. And I feel like a parent talking about those things, whichever topic we're talking about, but I'll never get tired of repeating that. All successful leadership starts with you leading yourself. All right, let's go to some other numbers. 71% of organizations that were sur surveyed by Deloitte in 2016 aspired to have an inclusive culture, but only 12 have achieved this objective. 75% in 2016 
thought it was important to have an inclusive culture. I hope that by 2021, the number is much higher than 71%, and only 12% have managed to achieve that objective. Why is that an issue? This is something we'll be discussing in this theme. 89% of CEOs who were, again, participating in a Deloitte study, know that addressing leadership, culture, and engagement are the most urgent priorities for them as leaders. Almost 9 out of 10 leaders have that as the top of their priority list. And that is why I'm bringing these topics to you, because I want this to be your one-stop shop for finding solutions, finding the right questions to ask yourself, finding the right people to contact when you have some particular questions, so that you can lead your organization in a sustainable way for yourself, for your people, and for your organization. According to the Globe Newswire, the new survey that they did this year shows that 59% of businesses say that finding qualified applicants for open positions is one of their greatest difficulties. And 33% say say that one of the main reasons for this challenge is the applicants lacking the soft skills. Now I'm introducing this topic of soft skills that will be quite a red thread through the interviews that you'll be hearing in this theme. Let's talk a bit more about the soft skills. According to the Leadership IQ, 89% of hiring failures within the first 18 months are due to poor culture of fit. Okay, that is soft skills. And only uh, 11%, the remaining 11% are due to the lack of hard skills. So think about it. It costs a lot of time, effort, and money for your organization to hire people. It's already challenging to find people who fit the needs of your organization. And then within one and a half years, 89% of those failures that you'll have are because of the soft skills. And I'm not talking about that to just make you you depressed on, okay, it's impossible for me to find the right talent. No, people are there. What I want you to take and have as the thought during this theme is that it's possible to work on those things. It's possible to develop soft skills and you as a leader have It's a must to train your people on the soft skills, to pay attention to them on the daily basis, because this is the prerequisite for your company to succeed. Whether you're a deep tech company, whether you are some kind of sales organization or whatever industry you're in, soft skills development of your employees is a must. And of course, soft skills development of your leadership team is a must. Let's go further. According to the TRVST, which I'll actually give you quite some numbers from. In the UK, 97% of employers say that soft skills are key to business growth of success. 97% of employers say that this is really a key nowadays. And talking about the same focus, Microsoft and McKinsey believe that 30 to 40% of future jobs will depend on social and emotional skills. 30 to 40%. Again, this is quite a lot. It means that whichever part of the organization you're looking at, you need to pay attention to the soft skills when you're hiring and when you're building the development and progressing the career of your people. According to the Stanford Research Center and Harvard University, a whooping 85% of job success comes from excellent soft and people skills. So again, whatever job you take, the vast majority of success for comes from the soft skills and people skills. And if you think about 
what we have discussed earlier on this podcast, for example, with Ted Lask about the introverts, they also have place. So it's not like you need to hire all the extroversial people who, who are perfect at reading others' emotions and so on. No, everyone have their place in their, your organization, but you as a leader, as a leader, have to decide how to navigate that and how to help your people be the best versions of themselves. I want to bring up the topic of the generational tension as well and note that Harvard Business Review talk about that in the article that you'll see in the show notes and talking that that goes both ways. That means that people of one generation are having some negative tendencies and thoughts about their colleagues of a different generation, which poses quite some challenges for the leadership nowadays given that we have up to five generations in the workplace at the same time. And because that is quite a new situation for for many of us, I'm actually bringing two guests to talk about that topic, which I'll be introducing very soon. Lastly, I want to give one of the newer trends. According to LinkedIn, emotional intelligence is in the top five soft skills that employers are looking for in their hires since 2020. So emotional intelligence entered this top list quite recently in 2020. And that's, again, the ability of people to read each other, to understand each other, to take off their colored glasses in a way and really seeing the other side, the other part, and being open to seeing those differences and embracing them, trying to bring the best out of those differences instead of seeing them as something that prevents us from working together. I would like to summarize all these numbers by the phrase that I uh, love from Chabad Toth, who's been on my podcast in episode 18 as a guest. He, in his book, says, cultural differences are like corporate diabetes, the silent killer. The symptoms are invisible for a long time, and when they become apparent, it might be too late. So let's work in the coming five episodes to identify those symptoms, to know how to treat them for your company so that you don't have to go that far to get that corporate diabetes and never find out about it when it's too late. So my guests will be, first you'll hear Katie Keston, with whom I'll be lo- talking about leading across personality borders. Later, you'll hear my conversation with Priti Chaudhuri about connecting the Eastern values with the Western professionalism that goes, again, across the geographical borders. Next, you'll hear me with Julia Davidson who will be talking about the soft skills in the hard military environment in the UK forces. Next, you'll hear me talking with Rob Napoli about leading Gen Z, Generation Z, to the success within your company. And lastly, I'm inviting Martin Navnen to talk about the ups and downs of being a young leader. In this theme, you'll hear people from the US, UK with Icelandic roots, Denmark and India. And we bring in a quite a mix of industries, cultural backgrounds, and positions so that you can take the most out of these conversations and make the best out of the differences within your organization so that you can thrive and you can help your employees be the best versions of themselves and contribute to the success, to the sustainable success of your company. And don't forget that all good leadership starts with you. So whatever you're listening to, try it on yourself first. 
see whether you're including yourself, whether you're leading yourself despite being different in some way, in a good way, so that you can always have someone to practice on. To be a good leader, you don't have to have an official team under you. Start with yourself and see how it works with the tools that we're discussing here, with those questions that we're bringing up on this show. And before we wrap up, I would like to invite you to a masterclass that I will be running in just over a week on November 2nd at Noon CET, where we're going to be guiding you towards your sustainable leadership. What does that mean? We're going to be talking about how you can define your high performance on your terms, based on your personality, your culture background, your generational background, and so on and so forth. And here we'll be discussing some of the questions like, what are my values? What are my natural gifts? How does the best version of myself think, feel, and act? And you might be rolling your eyes when you hear these questions now, but if I would come up to you on the street and ask them, would you be able to confidently answer those? So in this masterclass, you will be exploring your zone of genius, that space that creates a flow of living and ensures this clarity about your long-term success and the way to connect the dots of the long-term success with the here and now. You'll understand why these questions above matter and you'll find your ways of using them to guide you. This masterclass is for you if you realize that you have followed the traditional societal path and have been successful with that. But heck, you don't really like to walk this path anymore and you feel like there should be some other. It is for you if you feel like you're good at what you do, but you got to hate every bit of it. And spoiler alert here, this masterclass is not about dropping everything and doing those radical career shifts of leaving the corporate or closing down your business and moving to Bali and opening up some cafe or yoga retreat on the beach. No, it's not about that. It's about finding yourself where you stand. Quite often, that's where we lost ourselves. This masterclass is also for you if you continuously catch yourself on not being the person that you want to be and you keep wondering whether there can be changed. Anyhow, you will find the answers within you with the guidance of me and the other participants on this masterclass. So check out the link in the show notes. And I really hope that you'll join us to really work on yourself, to provide those luxurious 90 minutes for yourself in your day, to come into the safe space with other like-minded people and share openly with each other. And first and foremost, with yourself, your answers to the questions that matter a lot but we never have the time to answer to ourselves. So I hope to see you on the masterclass on November 2nd. Check out the link, register, and let's keep writing. And let's enjoy this ride of genius leadership during the theme of leading across the borders. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 